This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau, and you've joined us here on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you could join us today, and so glad we've got with us today a gentleman that I've known for a few years I've always been impressed with. His name is Terry Bean, and he has a unique title of Chief Networking Officer with TriBean. And so, Terry, I'm so glad you and I caught up with each other. You and I both, Vic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about the conversation. Well, it's always good to catch up with you. I always have been impressed with the things you've got going on. And one of the things that I have always taken notes whenever I'm around you, because you've got such great instincts and great business ideas. But before we get into all of that good stuff, why don't we take a second and try to figure out a little bit about where you're at and what you're doing right now in your current role? Yeah. Well, if you want to be real specific about right now, I just pulled up to a building called the Icon in Detroit, where we're hosting TEDx Detroit tomorrow, Wednesday the 10th. So we've got to get a little bit of wood to chop to be ready for that big shindig and get the VIP party ready for this evening, which will be a blast. I miss my invite, Terry. I don't know where that's at. Let me look for it. You mean, check your spam, man. Check yeah, your spam. that's got to be it. Well, you know, this year's a whole different ballgame because of things going on in the world. We scaled back quite a bit for a change, but this is year 13 of this event happening oh, wow. in our fair city. And I'm proud to say that I've been a member of this since minute one back in 2009. But uh, that all stemmed from a lot of the coaching and speaking that I was doing and have been doing for the past 14, 15 years, along with running Motor City Connect, a large business networking organization out of Detroit that I started back in 06. So that's kind of the rundown. I help people grow their business through better promotion, better branding, better networking, and most importantly, being better connected to the ideas, the resources, and the opportunities that you need to grow. Well, I mean, that's really tremendous. Man, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. And, you know, as you go through that, we'll get into some of that good stuff here in a minute. But I want to just make sure we kind of unpack a little bit of your world. So as a youngster, where did you grow up? I claimed dual residency between Farmington, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, and Bloomington, Minnesota, just outside of Minneapolis. I moved to Bloomington when I was 12 years old. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And was it a meandering path that brought you back to Michigan? I came back. My father, who still lived here, parents were divorced, mom got remarried, hence the move to Minnesota. I was a junior in high school, and my dad gave me the ultimatum. He said, listen, you can go to school, go to college anywhere in the country you want, and you pay for it. You go to school anywhere in the state of Michigan, and I'll pay for it. Mm. So that was, a, that was a heck of a forced choice, my man. I was like, all right, so let's go blue. As they say, let me do my gozintas, and I'll figure that out and get back to you. Yeah, that was it. one of the shortest decision processes I've had in my life, man. Oh, now, you said go blue. Did you go to U of M? I didn't, but I was close. I went to Eastern Michigan. I oh, great getting, I double majored there in psychology and communications, and they were gracious enough to offer me basically a teaching assistantship there to be a graduate assistant, taught some public speaking, and got a master's degree in communications there. Wow, very good. Well, that really explains why you are such a captivating speaker when people have you in to talk to their organizations and such, because you've got a little bit of experience and some professional training, so you kind of had me at hello on that one. Way to go. That's cool. (laughs) Well, you started out coming out of Eastern. Tell me what happened next. 
So Eastern, I met a young lady. We got married, moved to Columbus. My dad kept telling me the whole time I was in college with my communications classes, why are you majoring in common sense? And I said, I don't know, Dad. And he said, technology, man, technology. That's where everything's going. So I figured if I had the understanding of how people think and how to relate to them through the communication side, I'd probably be a pretty good force in business. So I got into sales of I was doing technical training, teaching people at the time. I wasn't doing the training. I was selling the training. Yeah. But we were teaching people programming languages way back in the day when we were teaching people about Microsoft Office because Word and Excel and, uh, shoot, I'm not even sure PowerPoint was out back then. We're talking 1995. Yeah. So, you know, we, like people were still loading up AOL disks. Or flip charts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah. it was... Uh, it was back in the day, but I did that for a minute and got into computer software networking training and set up and then became a technical recruiter. And so the technical recruiting piece is really what became instrumental in networking and how do you help the people you're talking to and leave them better than you found them in every interaction while making sure you're asking very specifically what for your own needs, right? Making sure that you know, if you hang up a call with someone that you're recruiting and don't get someone else to call, you kind of wasted that conversation, yeah, right? That's yeah. the, the recruiter's mantra is follow the bouncing ball. Honestly, Terry, we're not going to waste this conversation. This is going to be a good one. And I can't wait to unpack it here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. You found Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm Vic Verschereau. Today I have a gentleman, I'm going to say old friend, because we've known each other long enough and been through a few wars together, so it's been fun stuff. And Terry Bean is with us today, and he's got the unique title of Chief Networking Officer of TriBean. And so, Terry, as you were talking about coming out of Eastern Michigan University and kind of with some of the early things that happened along your path, tell me, was there some things that influenced you early on that kind of said, wow, this really kind of was a turning point early on that, that set me on a path? Yeah, you know, Vic, it's funny how things circle back. I'm actually doing some work right now with a friend of mine named Jim Beck out of Columbus who built a really cool piece of software in the last couple of months. Jim is the gentleman that introduced me to the idea of business networking way back in 1995. <laughs> He sold computer networks. I was selling computer training. He called. He said, hey, I sell computer networks, and I want to talk to you about doing some networking where we can help each other out. 
And I'm like, I don't get it, man. You're already doing networking. You're the networking guy, not me. He's like, no, there's this other kind of networking. I know I sell networks, but I'm talking about networking people. <laughs> so he had to dumb it down for me right. a little bit, <laughs> you know, and kind of go slow, walk me through it. And eventually, I ended up joining the group that he was a part of. I ended up becoming an area director and overseeing five or six different chapters down in Columbus. And I was 26, 27 years old, running around helping all these 40, 50-year-old business professionals make better use of their networks, understand how to get what they're looking for, understand how to give so they can actually get. And it was a ton of fun. And when I moved back up to Detroit in 2000, I had a really hard time finding something similar. There were groups that were already established, but they didn't have the right vibe. They didn't have the right energy or feel. So, you know, when you're looking for something and you can't find it, ultimately you end up making it. And 2006, 2005 timeframe, I really started laying the groundwork for what became Motor City Connect. And we took advantage of the internet in a way that none of the local business networking groups were doing. And we allowed people to connect online as well as in the real world to give, you know, both that breadth and depth of networking experience. And we were really one of the first hybrid online real world local networking groups in the world. It was really, really innovative stuff when it came out. And it's been a lot of fun to pilot for, you know, a decade and a half. Been a great, great experience. Well, I gotta believe it would have been cutting edge, and you know, for some people here, you know, in 2021, you know, we're sitting here going, really? But honestly, there were so many things going on there, and so many opportunities. Let me just date myself for a second. It's no different than the time I had an innovative person that was trying to explain to me this thing called Facebook, and he's he's telling me all about well, you can send people messages. Yeah, you you mean like email? Well, yeah, but you can send people, and you can post pictures, you know, like, like attach an email. It, it was, it was, I'm sure his most frustrating 20 minutes, and I was not getting it. And of course, uh, those that have a vision of what can be are the ones that end up generally owning the future. And it sounds like you grabbed a hold of something very early on and really had a chance to make a difference. Was that a natural thing for you, Terry, or was there somebody that kind of came alongside like what I just shared with you and said, no, 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 Terry, here's the future. Anybody like that? I was involved in a couple of LinkedIn groups early on, 2004, 2005 timeframe. And back then, those groups were done through Yahoo Groups. And so I watched what a gentleman named Vincent Wright was doing with those groups and I was connecting with people all over the planet, and it was fascinating. We were having great discussions, and I was learning all kinds of things. And one day I realized that none of them gave a rip about Detroit. Huh. And in that timeline, 2005, 2006, Detroit was like, it hadn't hit bottom, but it was on a quick descent yeah, to you bottom. you could see it from there, couldn't you? Yep. Yeah, and so it became a abundantly obvious that big three weren't going to save us government wasn't going to save us the only thing that was going to save us was us and if we were going to do that we had to be much better connected 
And wow. so I took what I learned in my early networking experiences. I took what I learned in my online networking experiences. And, you know, like dipping a chunk of chocolate in the peanut butter, I came up with something pretty cool. <laughs> I had help and friends, right? We, yeah. had, we had people involved. But well, it's, and it, yeah. it sounded a little bit, Terry, like a bootstrap concept, you know, where, come on, let's use the power of what we have together and maybe create a better vision and do something really cool here. And man, that's so exciting to talk to people that were right there at the beginning of all that and what a difference it makes. And you're making a difference today, Terry, because I appreciate your time that you're carving out for us to be here with us on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero, and we'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. You found the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and I've got with me today Terry Bean, Chief Networking Officer of TriBean, and of course, Terry has some great experiences and things that have kind of propelled him into a really unique position because he's kind of the go-to guy and one of the people that you want in terms of talking, networking, and everything else. But you were doing it back before it was cool, (laughs) Terry. So I want to make sure we capture all of those things. And there had to be some moments there that were stunningly exciting or maybe disappointing, but either of them make for good stories. What do you got for us? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, I try and be a glasses half full kind of guy. So, yeah, there were some setbacks and some failures along the way. And you could talk to my wife about that. There's a whole <laughs> different conversation. Yeah, no. I, you know, I only look at the past to learn. I don't look at it to lament. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one of the great things that came out of Motor City Connect, and I alluded to this earlier in the show, is TEDx Detroit. We had a platform. We had an audience in 2009. And the TED Talks, Charlie Wahlberg was a huge fan of watching those on YouTube. And he learned that people could produce their own event. And he called me the moment after he got off the phone with TED and said, we're putting on a TED event and it's going to be fantastic. And I was like, sweet, who's TED? (laughs) Because I didn't know who TED was or what TED was back then. And That's so awesome. we had about six weeks. We put a 300-person event together at Lawrence Tech University. I had a friend that was a professor there, and they were gracious enough to loan us an auditorium to fill up with people that were curious and innovative and looking for big ideas. And we had a wonderful, wonderful day back then and have managed to pull that event off 12 times. We went all virtual in 2020. But it's a good example of leading from where you are, right? Mm -hmm. My construct of leadership, Vic, is nobody gets appointed to a leadership role. You don't get hired into a leadership role. You lead or you don't. It is a choice that each one of us can make and, most importantly, can step into. And TEDx Detroit was a great example of that because 
you have to enroll. I, there are events that we've done where we've had 200 volunteers. We have 40 different speakers and performers. We have a 12 to 15 person board, depending on the year. You know, it's a Herculean effort where you have to get everybody together, put them on the same page, give them a direction, and then let them play to their strengths. Mm. And that, to me, is such a key element in leadership. I joke all the time, I'm a horrible manager, right? I don't want to know how you did what you did. I don't want to look at everything you're doing. I want to know that you're doing it. I want to know if you're having roadblocks or problems that I can get out of your way. And I want you to shine in the role. And then I want to congratulate you and love you up and make a big deal out of the success you've had. That, to me, anyway, is what leadership is all about. Well, Terry, that's really pay dirt. Honestly, you know, when you said you're not much of a manager, somebody said years ago to me, you manage things, you lead people. And I think what's so exciting, what you just described is that, look, things that you need to manage are on a checklist. But leadership isn't a checklist. It isn't about going, well, I asked them about their family once, or it was, I told them what I wanted, but I didn't show them the way. I mean, there's so many things that you can put on a check sheet, but that's not what leadership is. And leadership is really coming around and making a difference. And of course, when you're running big things, I got to ask you, I'm not always my best, Terry, when I've got the pressure on and I've got a big convention or I've got a big event or something that I've got to make sure it happens. I want it to be perfect. I'll settle for excellence, but I'm shooting for perfection. And so when you look at something like that, is it hard to take a breath in that leadership role and not snap at people? Or Because you're a pretty intense guy when you want to be, I'm sure. I practice responding versus reacting. And it's funny you bring this up because I just posted on LinkedIn yesterday about the importance of the pause, mm. right? The Taking the pause between what happened and how you're going to respond to what happened. Wow. Because there's such an instinctual reaction to so many things that go on in our lives. But if we can just take a second in between reacting to it so we can actually formulate a response to it, that's going to save us so much headache and heartache down the road. Because how often have we just snapped out on something, then you got to go back and whether you apologize or make amends or atone for it, that's time not well spent. And, and the person that is on the receiving end feels so much less than. When we can respond, we can actually provide that constructive feedback in the moment. Well, and it really, it can be so quick. You said it's the importance of the pause. Well, and we're going to have to take a pause right here to pay some bills. We're going to come right back here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Terry Bean, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. 
Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Found a leadership lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero, and so grateful that Terry Bean, Chief Networking Officer of Tribean, has decided to spend some time with us today. He's a busy guy, and I think tomorrow's going to be a big day. You're headed for the TEDx down there in Southeast Michigan, right? So you've got a presentation tomorrow to do. I've got a presentation. I've got an event to run. I'm going to try and balance both of them somehow. Don't tell anybody, Vic, but I haven't done my presentation yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think some of the inspiration can come right at the end. But I'll tell you what, let's do this, Terry. Why don't you go ahead and try it out on our audience? Because this actually is going to air after your event. So we can think of this as a dress rehearsal. Fair enough? Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, let me, let me practice it. I had one in mind last night, and I worked on building the deck, and I got up this morning, and I didn't love it. And so I said, you know, I think I want to talk about this concept called momentary mastery. Oh, wow. Right? And for me, and for all of us, right, life is nothing but a series of moments. When we look back on our lives and from our deathbed, we're not going to remember the days, the dates, the things that happen. We'll remember some of the people, but we'll remember the moments that took our breath away, right? Or that wrecked us, whatever the case may be. (laughs) And for, you know, a lot of people run around talking about, I had a bad day, I'm having a bad week, I'm having a bad month, right? That's not really true. My contention is, if we can do a better job of experiencing and feeling the energy of what happened, whether we're mad, whether we're glad, whether we're sad, doesn't really matter. But if we experience whatever those feelings are, sit with them, whether it's for two minutes, two hours, whatever the case may be, feel them through their fullest, and then get back to whatever our normal state is, we can go back to operating in our everyday state. And so I try to enunciate this and illuminate this for folks. And I use the tagline, if we can love the moments we live, we will live the moments we love. Right. And that'll end up being my closing slide in tomorrow's talk is a reminder for folks that we have the ability to find joy or to move into joy just by not dwelling on things that have happened, but we can put those things in a little box and stick them in the corner of our mind, and we can go visit them whenever we need to, but let's leave them there. Let's not carry whatever baggage throughout our day, week, or month. So that's it in a nutshell. Wow. Well, listen, all of our viewers now have to send the price of admission to your talk because you just gave it all. That was awesome. Way to go. Thanks, Terry. And, you know, Terry, what came to mind as you were talking, it reminds me, I didn't invent it, but years ago, they used to talk about a thing called the dash. And the dash was represented as we walk through our life, we end up at some point in time, potentially with a tombstone. And on that tombstone, it talks about, you know, Vic Vershero, uh, born such and such a date, dash, and here's the date that he died. 
And your life is represented by that dash in between those dates. And to your point, what you just shared there, I think is so powerful, is that the moments that are there are oftentimes the exciting things that we remember and the things that really fill us with life. And if I could, Terry, I'd love to get your thoughts on this before we run out of time in the segment. But I always think one of the greatest challenges we have is in our life, we lose that wonder. So right now I'm blessed with a four-year-old granddaughter, and she is absolutely full of wonder. Everything is a discovery, and there's so much excitement all around her. And it just gets me jacked up to be with her as she's learning and discovering things. And I think about how we get older and how we lose some of that wonder, and we lose some of that opportunity to celebrate the moments you just shared. Man, Terry, give me your thoughts on that, because I just think that that's a big thing when it comes to living your life to the fullest. I love that line about the dash, man, and trying to just make the best use of that. I think people need to do a better job of a couple of things. One, introspection, right? Take time to understand who you are, what you're about, and who you want to be, right? Because what we do and who we are are very different things, and we conflate those way too often, right? Our identity is tied to the work we do, not the person we strive to be, and I'd love to see that change. And the other thing is, when you do that, Figure out what brings you joy. Figure out what makes you blissful. And then do as much of that as humanly possible. You know, I'm not saying do it at the expense or the cost of others, but do it for the benefit of yourself so you have more to give to others. Oh, that's outstanding. Wow. Terry, I'm just so grateful for all that you're sharing today. This is so fun, and I'm so glad you're with us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I've got Terry Bean with us, and we're so glad we do. We'll be right back after these messages. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Thanks for looking for and finding the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bercherow. Terry Bean's with us today, and he's the Chief Networking Officer of TriBean. And before we run out of time in this whole show, Terry, uh, there's just so much rich content of what you share. I'm sitting here wondering and scratching my head going, man, how does a company get a hold of a Terry Bean and get him involved? What are some of the things that have really brought you joy and excitement about what you do, especially when you connect with companies that you're trying to help? Oh, man, I love that question. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I help people in a couple of very specific ways. 
And what I really help them do is find more opportunities in their lives. Now, the challenge is most people are not even sure specifically what opportunities they're looking for. So for me, I always kind of start in a coaching role where I'm digging in deep and trying to understand their needs, their wants, their desires, where they're going, where they've been. And I tell people, I tell my coaching clients, I'm the guy sitting here holding a mirror to make sure that you see you clearly. Mm. And so that's kind of where it begins. And then, you know, based on the outcome of those meetings and those conversations, we end up formulating a strategy or a plan. And that could be whether it's do some training with you and your team, do more coaching to help you actually get to where you want to go or come in and deliver a keynote. I have a motivational type personality and deliver that from stage fairly well. I always tell folks that my talks are inspiregitating. They're part inspiration, <laughs> they're part educational, and they're part entertaining. Because if you're not hitting on those three notes, I feel like you lose people. Yeah, so, oh, absolutely, yeah. And Terry, I've heard you speak before too, you know, so look, let me just endorse uh, you from that standpoint because you can command a room, bring an audience to belly laughs and to tears into their feet. And that's an uncommon thing. There's not a lot of people in the world that I find can do that and do it in a way as well as you do. Before you go too far, and I don't want to derail you what you're talking about, but one of the things you said is hold up a mirror. And one of my favorite beliefs is that I think that the mother of all learning starts with self-awareness. And if your organization or you personally are not aware of your strengths, your weaknesses, areas you need to be improved, what are some of the threats that you've got going on in your world? If you don't have that, I think that's really dangerous. And so tell me, when you're talking to organizations at the very beginning of the relationship, there's got to be a little bit of uh, unpacking some uncomfortable stuff, right? Have you had a moment where people go, I guess I never thought about that like that before? I have that moment frequently during these talks because, you know, the coach's role is to dig in deep. Right. right? And you use the term uncomfortable, and it really can be. And so I have to figure out how to create a space safe enough. And this happens with people I just met where they can open up and they can talk about their demons, their challenges, the things that keep them up at night. And they've got to feel safe to be able to share that. And it's got to be relatable enough so they know that they're not alone, yeah. right? Because that's one of our fears is, you know, I've got this problem and nobody can help me solve it. When the reality is oftentimes an unbiased third party is perfect to help you solve it because they're going to see it from a different perspective. I always put my hand up to my nose when I say, I can't figure this out, and it's because I'm too darn close to it, mm, right? Yeah, it, the yeah. gift of distance is really important. And just one more point, I love that you said the self-awareness. I have a talk that one of my favorite presentations I give is called Raising Your AQ, and AQ stands for Awareness Quotient. Mm. And I look at awareness from an internal perspective. Are you aware of the things that are going on in you and in your company? And I also look at it from an external perspective. Are the people that you are best suited to serve aware that you offer the things that will help them solve their challenges? Wow. 
Wow, that is really good stuff. And, you know, I think that's probably part of the whole issue is trying to address and help people lift themselves up. And like we said, awareness. But one of the things that I, I had an interesting conversation with somebody about blind spots. And this person had no reference, no knowledge, ever heard of the notion of you can have personal blind spots. What are your thoughts on that? You know, if we're heading in a direction, right, if you think about if you're going toward a business objective or simply driving down the road, 180 degrees from that is a blind spot for you, Mm -hmm. right? And it may be even a shorter distance, right? Because we end up being so focused on an outcome that we're not focused of the external stuff that's coming at us. And yeah, you can miss some real obvious things. I'm going to end up thinking about the things that I've missed that were really obvious because of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Terry, you've got us thinking for sure here on the Michigan Business Network. You've tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown. I'm so glad you did. We're here with Terry Bean and we'll be right back. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Thanks for tuning in to Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershaw, your humble host, of the Leadership Lowdown, and I've got with me somebody that I'm so grateful we connected again. We've known each other for years, and I'm so grateful for his time today. Terry Bean, I've got a page full of notes here of all kinds of wonderful issues of wisdom you've brought along the way, and I'm grateful for it. But Terry, as I think about this last precious segment we've got together, I'm just wondering about maybe your recap on what you think some of the key elements are and key takeaways, because Sooner or later, people are going to want to have Terry Bean in their organization and help them kind of understand some of the big picture you can bring. Yeah, you know, one of the guys that I would consider a mentor is a gentleman named Dale Royal. And Dale and I talk about business ideas and and where to go and what has to happen next often. And he always asks me one simple question. How do they get the next customer? (laughs) He's like, if you can't answer that, then who cares? And it just smacks me upside the head. I even know the question's coming, Vic, and it still lands on my jaw, man. (laughs) Isn't that funny? (laughs) It's great. You know, Terry, I know you're on a roll, but I got to tell you, I'm smiling broadly because we used to say, look it, in this organization, nothing happens till something is sold. So you got to be a sales organization first uh, to get the job started, and then you can be fantastic at service and all the other things. But it all starts with somebody reaching out and making something happen with a sale. That is so true. So, so true. And so I always look at it from uh, how do you cut through the noise, right? There's so much noise right now. And I talk about the idea that if you're not hitting your intended client or audience directly between the eyes, they're not going to hear it. And so I look at promotional stuff, like whether we're talking about how you're represented on social media, 
how you're represented at trade shows or events or when you go to little networking meetings, what are you putting out there? What do your Google reviews say about you? Because they know now that 60 to 70% of all purchases, purchasers go look at a review before they make a decision to do work with you. It's almost as prudent as that word of mouth marketing or advertising that we've talked about for decades. Yeah. So how are we leveraging those tools and those ideas to make sure that our audience sees us trusts us and wants to do business with us. So I'm focused on those things right now in helping organizations and individuals get better at making sure that they're checking those boxes right on that manager's list to do a great job and to be as well represented when they're out and about or when people are looking for them as possible because it's 2021, man. (laughs) <laughs> That's where it's at. It's so time. Well, tell me, Terry, how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way to do this? The easiest way to find me is trybean, T-R-Y-B-E-A-N.com. That's my website. It's got my email and my phone number. It's got links to my LinkedIn where I spend a lot of time. So you can, I've got a uh, decent following there. And it's got links to some of my other social sites that I may not pay as much attention to anymore. But the trybean.com website's a good place. There's videos, there's blogs, there's ways to connect and learn or, you know, ways to just reach out and say hello. And if anybody is listening, I'd love to hear from you. I'm a big fan of talking through some of these ideas and helping out any way I can. I'm a huge purveyor of that pay-it-forward mindset. Well, and Terry, you know, my tagline on my emails is anybody can make a living. I want to make a difference. And when it comes to you, I know sometimes consulting and some of the work that people like you do can get expensive to a company, but I got a feeling you'll find a way to make it affordable and to work with all different size companies, right? Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in small business and helping the small business owner. I haven't done any large corporate work for years because, you know, they've got other people that want to help them and charge them too much money. I want to make sure that we all win. That's right. I just love it. Well, Terry, you and I met many years ago, and I was always impressed with you and always enjoyed our exchanges. But man, this just really was a beautiful, wonderful time together. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Vic, thank you. You are a magnificent host. I really appreciate your time and your energy and the opportunity to share with you all. Well, and there's been so many uh, noteworthy moments here and so much to take notes on. So I hope that you have an opportunity to uh, continue the great work. I wish you well in your uh, TEDx uh, event. It's going to be great. We got the sneak preview. I feel really all warm and fuzzy because we pulled it out of you. So thanks again, Terry. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Virtuo. Can't wait to talk to you next time.